Hello friends, I'm your host Chris Thrill, I'm a former Royal Marines Commando, I've adventured for better and sometimes worse across 80 countries on all seven continents. Welcome to the Bought the T-Shirt Podcast. Charlie, how are you, my friend? Good. How are you doing today, Chris? Yeah, I should say uh, hola, shouldn't I? <laughs> hola, hola, amigo. <laughs> hola. <laughs> my, uh, I can speak uh, tourist Spanish. I will travel a Spanish because I've um, been very fortunate. I've backpacked through every, every country in Americas. Um, wow. And as you know, when you're sort of when you're getting uh, more and more south, if you can't speak, if you can't habla espanol, then you, you're going to have a few few problems feeding yourself. See, see, see. My my Spanish isn't isn't uh, isn't perfect by by any stretch, um, but uh, Colleen's is uh, Colleen's is a lot better than than mine. But um, I I know. <laughs> I know uh, specific um, words and specific language for the things that I deal with, and I can I can habla pretty well in those micro areas. But yes, good. So Charlie, I'm delighted that we're chatting. Um, I've, I've I've seen you on on um, online quite a bit, and for for me personally i'm getting to a stage in my life where there's a lot of knowledge it's, it's been 20 years learning as much as i can and now i'm trying to kind of refine my uh refine my learning into a more spiritual um can't think of the word but i'm trying to become more spiritually inlined and use that to make sense of the world rather than just gathering so many facts and figures and theories and and history and da, 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 da. and you become you know you obviously become overwhelmed with it now um i feel that i kind of um, i don't know if cipher is the right word but i'm really starting to be able to look at maybe the scriptures and see ah well these guys knew this you know thousands of years ago um it it's all all roads seem seem to lead to rome so so thank you for coming on the bought the t-shirt podcast um but before we begin you've um you've been taking a bit of incoming down there i gather uh yeah and uh thanks uh for for bringing that up because i just want to give an update to, to everyone so uh as we're recording this this is uh wednesday and what is the date today this is the, the 14th. october 14th right yeah so wednesday october 14th we're we're uh, in the afternoon here and um uh there we uh, as many already know uh from last night or early this morning at 3 a.m we were uh, <laughs> uh, attacked again uh, with gunfire. So it is, um, we just gave an update in the morning, letting everybody know that, that we're okay. Um, we, I've been really busy today because um, uh, I, I'm, I'm drawing a line with, with all of this. So um, we um, set in motion a series of things that, um, that we're gonna do to, to really um, 
make it difficult for for anyone to uh, to approach our property because we have property and then we have our uh, the property of our home and where our home is it's all uh, walled and it's very high walls all the way around uh, but what's clearly happening is that uh, whomever these professionals are, these, again, I just want to make this so clear. This is, we've, in 12 years of being in Mexico, uh, we've never, ever had any issues with the Mexicans. This, this kind of thing just simply would never happen. And of course, where we live, which is in the middle of nowhere, to about 10 minutes on my quadrimoto from the, the closest town, um, uh, and there's nobody who, who, we have no neighbors. There's nobody who lives around us. There's a few scattered homes here, but essentially we live in the campos or the country and we're just surrounded by corn and soya and uh, sugarcane. And um, so it's really beautiful, very peaceful. And whatever is going on here is, um, is well orchestrated. They're surveilling us. They know exactly uh, sort of where we are in the house and, and when we're finished things. And um, so in a month, this represents the, the fifth attack. I'm sure by this time, there's probably over 200 rounds of, of uh, ammo that have been fired. None of it, we've never seen a bullet. There's nothing that's ever ricocheted off, off the house or anything. They're not trying to harm us. Um, they're trying to scare us and it isn't going to work. Um, we received some help out of the blue uh, with the first wave of attacks, and that was in the form of a helicopter that uh, was here um, in, the, in the valley where we are uh, for five days in a row. And it kind of just circled the area a few times and then left. Uh, and then uh, on the last, last day that it did that, it, it was clearly chasing someone or something because it was moving at uh, high velocity and darting down and coming back up and then darting down. And uh, since then, we haven't had problems for about 10 days. And then a couple of days ago, and then last night. And, uh, but just so you know, I mean, it's, it's, you know, right outside your bedroom window, somebody is pounding on our metal railing on, on the, the security wall up high. And then there's, you know, probably a, a eight to 10 rounds of, of gunfire uh, were, were, were um, discharged. And um, so, yeah, so what, whatever's going, and as I said to you pre-show, just to let everybody know, I think at this point it's, it's worth, worth, uh, saying, because I haven't sa uh, said this before, uh, people can put two and two together, but all of this started after our, I made my comments about uh, publicly about Gregory Hallett uh, and just saying that he, he's had long enough to be able to um, demonstrate his claim or to show himself as being kingly in, in any fashion. And, um, and then we received a couple of public attacks uh, via uh, his, his crew, team. And uh, then all of this uh, madness started uh, after that. So um, yeah, so it is what it is. We're, we're, we're well, we're, we're um, you know, we're gonna be, we're gonna make uh, the property uh, even more secure than it is. And right now we have uh, someone that's putting in um, a whole, a whole series of uh, big, big lights with sensors so that if uh, anyone in the night comes um, uh, even close, then it's going to light up like Broadway. So uh, 
that's a good first step. Wow. Yep. Yes. Well, as my father would say, keep your head down. <laughs> uh, it's yeah, it's it's not nice to be intimidated. Let let's pray. It it might be something. I'm not trying to diminish your 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 your, your concerns, Charlie, because we have to take these things seriously. But let's hope um, it 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 turns out to be something innocent. What um. I didn't really get too much involved in the, the Hidden King um, scenario that's cropped up. For people that are listening that are not familiar, there's a chap. Is it, is it Gregory Hallett? That's right. Yeah, Gregory Hallett. Um, I, I'm not going to try to... Claim. Yeah, he's kind of claimed that he's in, in line to the, the throne of England or should be the next uh, king. Um he has a story that, I mean, I watched, I think I watched the documentary. Sounds very convincing. Um, I'm making no comment on either way because no disrespect, Gregory, but I don't want any more mm. royalty. <laughs> I think <laughs> all humans are born uh, equally. And uh, yeah. the sooner that we realize that, um, the, 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 the less we can get the less we can stop jumping on these blooming bandwagons all the time and thinking that that's going to fix all our problems. Life's simple, love, empathy, learning, respect, yeah. and um, watch out for the brainwashing because that's, that's the biggest thing that, that lets us all, that lets us all down. But um, yeah, I don't, I don't really know much more to it than that. Charlie, what, what, what are your thoughts? thoughts on the city I, well, I, should, I should add sorry I, I have seen a lot of people um let's just say calling this this gentleman out I, I don't like that expression but it it, it sum, sums up what I mean yeah I, I think that really to just quickly sum it up for for those that aren't aware is that um, uh, a documentation came out basically exposing Greg's claim and that essentially uh, the, the person who, who, based on the documentation that he says he has, is the actual person that has lineage to, to the throne is a Spanish gentleman. And, um, and then uh, a number of years ago, um, they switched places because the Spanish gentleman didn't didn't want to pursue this. So so Greg took his spot, and I mean this this whole story is now collapsed into the into the sewer. And um, so you know just because there's a lot of people that that look to us for uh, confirmation on things. Um, you know, we gave, we gave Greg Howlett, uh, all the time in the world to establish his claim. And more than that, just to show himself as somebody who generally, um, put, was willing to put people first and, um, and not himself as most Royals are, are all about is the personal agenda. And, um, you know, he, he didn't do those things. So we just made some comments, uh, everything at his end just, just fell apart. So it is what it is we'll deal with it and like you say you're you're probably very very wise not to to get embroiled in it as as it's clearly turned out to be to be nothing so 
Um, so that's good. And what your your comments before, when you were just saying about, uh, you know, more and more, you've come to take a, a greater and greater spiritual stance and approach to trying to make sense of all the, the information that's out there. What is the truth? What isn't the truth? What's partly true? Um, and that's exactly what we do. And I really applaud you for doing that, Chris, because it's ultimately, it's the only way. It's the only way. And this is kind, this is sort of the central message or theme to what Colleen and I teach, which is that, as you were saying, that, that we have to become uh, exalted, that we have to become our own kings. We have to become kingly in, in our own lives, which is where the, the power exists in our own lives and that power exists within us within that magical mind that third ventricle of the brain by going within and like like chris is uh, was sharing and i everybody pretty much knows with colleen and i through the meditation that we do when we're looking for <coughs> excuse me confirmations on everything that that we come across or is even presented to us always always we we meditate on said information we do all of the research of course and then we meditate to see how it sits how it feels uh to us and of course how it connects all the dots so if it's the truth it's holistic if it's the truth it will explain all aspects of of things because that's what the truth is and the it's a i just a complete here the thing that's so key about this process that chris is talking about is that ultimately there's one story ultimately there's one truth and that all of these other avenues and aspects to our creation all tie back into this singular story and that story is the story that is being taught symbolically in the pages of not only the bible but every single one of these ancient scriptures and i'll just end my little segment here with this as Colleen and I um, challenged all of the belief system that we had and basically stripped away all of the lies to a point where we literally knew nothing um, of the truth, but at least we, we weren't holding on to any lies anymore. As we began to build up the truth within us again and began to sort of see the light and the way, what we discovered is that these ancient cultures, they got it right. They got everything right. They weren't wrong about anything and that it's very interesting how in our organized society that we live in they basically teach that the ancient cultures were very primitive and that while there's some interesting things about them that's not where you go for your knowledge it's modern science it's you know modern uh, mathematicians and that it's in this this modern world of of an out there university-based uh, logical reasoning mind that we're going to find the truth. And that's a load of horseshit. I will tell you, guarantee you 100% if you're listening in, that's a load of horseshit. The truth exists within the pages of these ancient scriptures. It exists within these ancient cultures. They all believed in the same things. They all told the same story. And that's what we found, Chris. Yes, exactly. And I suppose we should maybe make it clear for our friends at home we're not talking about religion here, which is something completely separate. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, it, 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 we're not. I mean, religion 
yes, it's a, um, a bastion of many people's lives, and I'm, I'm not here to take that away or, or insult it indeed. We're, we're talking about the, the key messages or, or information that is contained in these ancient texts, that some of which go back thousands of years, and yet crazily, uh, and I won't profess to have read much, but I, you know, I, I, I know some of the basics, the philosophies or the principles or the, the, the science, as it were, which may be encoded into uh, esoteric form. But once, once you decipher it, you realize that this was a shared knowledge around many um, populations of the world at very different times. Um, for example, you can find the workings of the human brain going back to, to cultures that were before, <laughs> before Egypt. They, they knew about the, um, the glands yep. of the brain, how it worked. The Bible, when it talks about going east of Eden, there's a metaphor for uh, people going from the left hemisphere of their brain in their thinking across to the right. The right is yep. your more kind of arty, thinky free loving caring empathy whereas your left is your your kind of jobs worth you know the, the the sort of control and my theory would be is these sociopaths that rule us if indeed yes. they are sociopaths uh, right they've learned over thousands of years to control that part of the human's brain yeah and if they control it they've got you so when you yeah. hear about people stepping out of the matrix, becoming enlightened, switching off the mainstream media, it's not because we're quacks or, we, you know, we're airy-fairy or we're going to go and kiss trees or something. It's because we've realized um, the, the, the certain truths in life. Oh, Chris, that, that, that is brilliant. And that is absolutely true. And, you know, the people that we're taking down right now, the, what everyone sort of calls out for a while, a lot of people called them the Illuminati. Believe me, they're not the enlightened ones. We are the enlightened ones. And all we have to do is just, uh, just illuminate the right hemisphere of our brain. And, you know, when you get into the details of, of the Bible itself, that's what it is. It's an allegory explaining the most fantastical science there is, and that is alchemical science. And alchemical science is the science of you within you. And that's where the, the truth of truth lies is everything is within you. And that's, that's what all of these uh, ancient scriptures talk about. And all of the symbology, all of these allegorical tales, um, you know, uh, best example being Jonah and the whale, Jonah, who is a disbeliever in God, he is, is uh, a facts, figures, and logic. That, that's how I describe really quickly for people to basically quickly grasp the difference between the dime brain. Remember, the left brain is only 10% of the brain's capacity. The whole rest of the world, the 90% is the right hemisphere of the brain. And that dime brain is facts, figures and logic that's what it is and it can justify anything anything in the pursuit of facts figures and logic and the right hemisphere of the brain is lore legend and magic lore legend and magic versus facts figures and logic and the the thing about uh, all of these ancient scriptures is that they're talking about casting thy net to the right 
and uh, crossing the river, the river being the horizontal divide of the, of the brain and, um, and then, you know, casting thy net to the right, uh, which is righteousness, which is being on the right side of things where the sun rises in the east, east to us is, is in the north is the, is the rising sun. So it is to the right, everything is to the, to the rising of the sun. And that is daily regeneration. That's the answer, the truth, the whole point of all of this is, is coming to realize that, that the symbology of a single day is, is essentially what our lives are all about. And this transformation between darkness to light and then the exaltation of the light during the day and then learning to be um, okay in the darkness. In fact, knowing that it's not dark, it's filled with light, a different kind of light. And so you have a masculine electrical light during the day and you have a feminine magnetic light during the nighttime. And both of these have specific purposes and they're designed to teach us and to show us the way. Um, and, and so, th and this is what TV and Hollywood and entertainment is what it's all designed to do is to take you away from the night sky, take you away from, from connecting with nature, which, and wherein all the answers lie. So, so with the, you know, Jonah and the whale, where Jonah is, is completely a nerd in the left brain. He's, his life is completely chaos, uh, which is, you know, the, the analogy of the eye of a hurricane in the center of the hurricane is an eye and it is perfectly still um, stationary. It is um, complete calm and outside in every single direction, 360 degrees outside is chaos. That's essentially the perfect allegory for the left brain, right brain. Your left brain is a hurricane and it is constant chaos. You'll never be able to control it. Um, you'll never be able to, to regulate um, so when we use our left brain, we need to use it from the perspective of the right brain, which is that single eye, which is stillness, which is silence, which is stationary, which is calm, which is breathing, which is meditation, which is connectivity to that higher source. And it's a perfect allegory. Left brain, chaos. Right brain, peace of mind. And that's what everything is about, is about this peace of mind. So when Jonah falls into the whale, he's a left brain carnal monster. And then he's in the center of the whale for, or the great fish for three days. And when he exits this great fish, he is a complete, complete believer, knower of God. And he becomes one of the greatest teachers, prophets of, of God. And all he did was fall into a great fish for, for three days. And so it's an allegory, of course, this did not happen. And that's how the ancients taught. You just need to learn this. That's how they taught. This is how it was, it was taught from father to son was around the, a fire at nighttime underneath the, the starlight. And then these great stories would be passed where you can't miss the message. They're, they're such fantastical tales. They're so wonderful, but they drive home the simple, simple message. So the, the symbology to Jonah and the whale is that to connect to God, to be able to have peace of mind, you have to go within. That's the allegory. The great whale is just like the pyramids. That's what the pyramids were. That's why there is a king's chamber up and to the right, pineal gland. That's why there's a queen's chamber down and to the left, which is the pituitary gland. That's why there is a center chamber uh, between the two of them in the exact center of the pyramid, which is your 
third eye, your optic thalamus, pineal, pituitary, optic thalamus right here. That's what the pyramid is. And the real kings and queens, those are not bloodline, but those that, that do the work and um, uh, who are going deeply within themselves via meditation, that's what they did. They went into the pyramids for three days and they elevated their consciousness all the way up to the capstone. And then the capstone um, was charged, it's golden. And the capstone sprayed and pulsated out 360 degrees, a healing frequency, a healing energy. And that is the God frequency, which, which most people know as 432 hertz. Four plus three plus two is nine. And nine is this, is your third ventricle of your brain. This is, your, this is the seat of your soul. This is where your consciousness is, which is God consciousness. And that is the number nine, God consciousness. And that's why that frequency, and that's what they did. So to heal everyone preventative medicine, healing everyone in advance by keeping everyone in an elevated raised state of consciousness, that's what these true leaders did. They went into the pyramids and that's Jonah falling into this great fish. And for three days in complete stillness and silence comes out knowing everything. Because when you do this, when you really, really, really do this, this is how most of the, the gnosis that flows to Colleen and I, it's where it comes from, are these Akashic records. The Akashic records is, is this library filled with, with books that um, have no pages. Um, you just simply tap in. You simply connect via the sixth and the seventh chakras, which are your sixth and seventh sense, senses, intuition and telepathy. And then you simply connect into this gnosis and you are simply aware. You're in the moment. You simply become aware of how things are. And that is by going within. That's, that's again, a perfect example of how all of these ancient scriptures were written and how um, they um, taught us to not look out there for the answers. And, you know, and I did a, I did a podcast. It, it's, it's on our YouTube channel, which is Freak Sense TV. And which, by the way, is an absolute must to subscribe to. And I don't say that because, you know, uh, I'm the creator of, of Freak Sense TV. Essentially, I just channeled this information from, from the higher source. What I would call God, whatever you want to call that is, is perfect. But I did a podcast on there and it's called The Takedown of Organized Religion from A to Z. And what I did is I, I simply took um, the, the life and times of Jesus Christ in the pages of the New Testament and I took 26 scriptures, 26 passages uh, from the lips of Jesus Christ in the pages of the New Testament and in plain sight showing you the actual message, if you just read it for yourself, instead of allowing, constantly allowing some guy wearing a dress and burning incense, telling you what it means, if you read it for yourself, and that's all I did, that's what it is, 26 passages from Jesus Christ in the Bible, and what does he say? That the path to know God is straight and narrow, and it leads to the straight gate, and that to enter, you must enter within yourself, 
And when you enter within yourself, you must have stillness and silence, like in Matthew 6, 6, when, uh, to, for what prayer is, is meditation. Mm-hmm. And in Matthew 6, 6, it says, when, thy enter, when thou hast entered into thy closet, shut thy door, and then pray in silence. But do not use words as the heathens do, for they have their glory dressed in their fancy clothes on their street corners, being wanting to be seen of, of everyone else. It is in the silence and the secret of the darkness that thy father comes and you do not use vain repetitions of words for thy father already knows of what thee have need of. So in other words, in the pages of the Bible in Matthew 6, 6, it's tell, that's meditation. And that's what meditation is. And it's one of the, it, we did a video on exclusively just on meditation. I talk about meditation in virtually all of our podcasts, but it, it is one of the most misunderstood um, phenomena there are because it is uh, on purpose by organized society and organized religion. It is attacked and then it is taught um, in, in a very false way because what meditation is, is silence. And that's it. You, there's nothing else. You don't do anything. There is no mantra to chant. There's, there's all sorts of things you can do ahead of time to prepare to try to get into a meditative state. But what meditation is, is complete silence. You don't do anything. Once you silence yourself and shut off your five physical senses, God arrives within you and a conversation begins. And all of this exchange of true knowledge and wisdom is shared. And that's it. You don't do anything. And you read all of these books, 400, 500 pages long about meditation, and they make it sound like it is the most complicated, um, difficult process, and it's not. All you have to do is still yourself, and you do that through your breathing. It's the foods that you eat, it's the breaths that you take, it's the thoughts that you do or don't take, and this is what we teach is the becoming of alkaline, both of the the body and the mind versus acidic of the body of the mind. Because when you're acidic, that is a corrosive um, uh, lifestyle and you can't, you won't be able to sit still and meditate. When you have alkalinity, alkalinity on, on your litmus paper will always achieve the middle way that the Buddha taught, which is the green plane um, of, of this earth. And that's it. Yes, my. My biggest advice to anybody who wants to get out there and achieve achieve balance in your life and, and achieve your goals, alkaline diet. It's, it's just it's the it's the elephant in the room for understanding why so many people are getting sick and ill. Their bodies are corroding from the inside out, and I know when I'm alkaline because. It's like I've got angels trying to lift me up all day long. I mean, literally, I'm I'm just yeah. rushing like like in the old days when we used to take ecstasy. It's it's a very it's a really special place to be. Um, on that note, Charlie, what's your understanding and your personal experience of of the Kundalini? Um, and by the way, before I uh, continued, um, just every time you're sharing something, Chris, I'm, I just love um, hearing what you're saying, because you're, 
you're saying the the concise and and very heart of the of the truth of of God's creation. I, I I really applaud you for 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 seeing this and explaining it so well. That was beautiful, um, and and it is very very true. Um, for the Kundalini to rise, it's everything. It's this one story. It's the it's the the second of the two books that I'm writing right now, and I'll I'll explain those in just a sec. But for the Kundalini to to rise you have to become alkaline. If you're not alkaline, she will not rise because the Kundalini is the, the sacred mother Mary. It, this is, again, the Catholic church liars, constant liars. That's all they have done is they've taken the teachings of Zoroaster, the Zoroasterians, um, which is the forerunner of the, the Vedic period in India. So which would be, you know, um, Hinduism and Buddhism. Um, and so Hinduism, Buddhism are the same as Zoroastrianism. They're all teaching pure Christianity. That's why there's so many similarities, even to the Egyptian Book of the Dead. When you read it and, and, and you begin to like literally have the Bible open here, and then you take any of these, these other scriptures and, um, and you read the similar passages, the similar sort of development of the storyline within both. And you just go back and forth. It's almost word for word. It's, it literally is. It's literally almost word for word. And this is the Quran. This is the, um, the uh, Bhagavad Gita. This is the, the Buddha Sutras. Everything is telling this one story because there's one truth. There's one way. And that's this, this Kundalini rising. But before, that's why we teach so much about diet because and breathing because before she feels safe to come out and play, to come out from, from this chamber of horrors that we've, uh, that we've put the mother in, both figuratively and literally on this earth, um, that we have to change first. And we have to go from an acidic corrosive process that you described to balance, peace, harmony. Peace of mind is homeostasis, is balance and it's peace. And then she will flower. She is the flower. She is the rose of the garden and she will rise, but only when we first do the work. And by the way, folks, if you don't believe us in what we're saying about this alkaline diet, then why is it that these people who lie to us about everything, who are literally raising our children as the number one cash crop um, and, and eating them and drinking their blood for, for their sustenance, why do they push meat, dairy, and eggs before everything else? It, it is essentially is a loaded gun to your head, this, this consumption of meat, dairy, and eggs. And then everything that they teach about the justification for this, this forced breeding, torturous living, no access to, to sunlight or life or to love, um, and then pumping them full of steroids and um, antibiotics, uh, and then ruthlessly and unmercifully uh, murdering them, and then allowing their, their dead, rotting corpse to, um, to sit and fester. And then, you know, they, they then um, ship it out and it goes to a super. I mean, there's, there's up to a month between when that animal is killed and then you're purchasing this neat little package in, in the store, which they have deodorized, which they have injected with red dye to make it look like it's healthy, to make it look, look like, you know, it, it's something that could possibly consume. 
if you just did the research, I mean, even Paul McCartney, Paul McCartney, whatever you want to believe, even Paul McCartney said that if, if the, the walls of the slaughterhouses of this world were made of glass, nobody would eat meat, nobody would. And, and then the, what they teach us about this meat, dairy and eggs and you need protein, it, it is, I just cannot stress this to you enough. It is absolute horseshit, complete 100% horseshit. Your body produces all the protein it needs. You don't even need to eat broccoli to, to have all of the protein that's in broccoli. If your body is healthy, it makes its own protein. That's how amazing your body, your mind, uh, these two temples, um, that's how amazing they are. And all they ask is to be alkaline. When you're alkaline, then the temple of the brain and the temple of the body are functioning at 100% and they do the magic. They do most everything for us as we sleepwalk through most of our lives. So the kundalini is this sacred process of the feminine within us rising to unite and to balance the masculine um, of, of the higher mind. And so this is the problem in the world today. Doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure this out. What's going on? Everywhere we look, we see, we see um, little white men in charge. And what did they do at every turn? They lie, they cheat, they steal, they accumulate wealth, and they accumulate wealth by raping the, the mother earth. And that's it. So we have, we have infinite ways to have energy, infinite sources of energy, like Tesla described as zero point energy, just going inside the air, going inside the air itself um, and taking the infinite amount of energy that's there or solar or wind or tidal or, you know, geothermal, innovative ways of being able to power ourselves for, for all time. Mm -hmm. But instead they have us uh, uh, blasting and smashing and battering and ramming. And what you basically see is that, that the, this cabal, this, this um, group that some people call the Illuminati, the rule over us, that's what they are. They are an erect penis and they have no care, no compassion, because as, as Chris shared with you earlier in the show so brilliantly that they exist and they have mastered the left hemisphere of the brain. And this is the thing that I wanna make really clear to all of you before we go on with the Kundalini is this. While the left hemisphere of the brain is only 10% of the brain's capacity, what the left brain does is crucial because it is thinking, it is facts, figures, and logic. It is the reasoning part of, of your existence. So when it is not balanced by the mother, when it, you do not have the presence of, of the sacred feminine, which is care and compassion, then the facts, figures, and logic will do anything they have to to achieve whatever they think or feel they require. And then it separates us. It divides us and it creates inequity. And this is how you get a few ruling over the many. And then we fight amongst ourselves to have the scraps from this group. And they, the reason that they do this is because they have no feminine in them. And again, look at the women in these ugly, evil families. Look at someone like Barbara Bush, who probably wasn't even a woman um, at all. Um, when you look at, at the women in these families, 
they might as well be men because they haven't got any care and compassion uh, in them at all. So everywhere we look on this earth in our these so-called history books, which is you know just full of shit. Um, but when you look at that, this history, it's a stabbing penis. And if you go into any town in the world, uh, just go, you know, in, in London, it's, they're everywhere, Trafalgar Square. And everywhere you look, there's a massive penis. Everywhere you look, there is a massive penis. There's no, there's no uh, tribute to the mother, just to this, this demon running amok, which is the lower form of, of our masculine um, essence within us. And so there's no God and there's no mother because they're here in the right hemisphere of the brain. And there's only the demon running amok, which is your ego. And the ego only exists in the left hemisphere of your brain. And that's where they've uh, put us and that's what they teach. So why is everything fearful? Why is everything really frightening and scary to keep you here in your lower brain so you have the two aspects to the brain, left hemisphere, right hemisphere, 10%, 90%. And then you have the, the lineal brain, which progresses from the lower, lower stem of the brain, which is the reptilian brain, fight or flight. Then you have the midbrain, which is where your subconscious rules because your midbrain, you are lazy. You're lazy, 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 and you don't work hard in your thinking. And so that subconscious mind that is a tape recorder and it records everything and it takes everything as recording as the truth. It doesn't disseminate between, between Hollywood fantasy and or outright propaganda bullshit lies and the truth. Nope, everything is the truth and it's recording 24 seven. So when you're in your midbrain, you're lazy and you're getting whatever they want you to know. It's only here, which is in this frontal lobe. This is what I call the Sherlock Holmesian brain or the Hercule Poirot or the Miss Marple, um, C. August Dupuis, uh, Dupuis from um, Edgar Allan Poe. All of these geniuses uh, from the pages of, of some of our greatest literary creations are teaching you that you must use, you must live, you must stay here in this frontal lobe, which is the deductive brain. This is the brain that is able to reason like the left brain does, but the right, the, the frontal lobe does it from the right perspective. It has care and compassion. It does things for the right reasons. And so this is the, again, another allegory for, for um, casting thy net to the right and controlling the left brain via the right hemisphere of the brain. So when we do this work, and the food that we eat, the breath that we take, the meditation that we do to, to realize that the answers are in here, not out there. And we begin to calm our lives down still. And then we begin to connect via this meditation with, with the creator, whomever, whatever you want to call that, but the creator. Then we begin to see that all of this is miraculous beyond description. And then you begin to trust intuitively and you begin to really, really see that we are loved, that we're cared for, that we really don't have to worry about things, that, um, that there is such a plan for all of us and that that plan is based in and around love. And um, so then it, it raises you as Chris was, was saying, this raises you. And that's 
what is happening inside of us with this feminine energy, which is trapped. So remember how I was saying everyone that it's one story and that this one story plays out everywhere, a Hollywood movie, television, children's uh, novels, uh, ancient myths and legends, they're all telling the same story. What's that story? There's a damsel in distress and she is in a dungeon somewhere and she's being ruled over typically by a dragon, but it could be an ogre. It's some kind of beast or, or monster and that there is a hero and the hero has to go on this journey and uh, upon his journey, he discovers the situation and he knows that he has to do the right thing, even though it's dangerous. And so he must um, challenge the dragon. He must slay the beast. He must slay the beast to free the damsel. And then when he does this, the, he doesn't know where to take her, but she knows the way. And then she leads and she leads him to this castle. And then once they get to the castle, they go around, up, up, and they climb the, the winding staircase uh, of this inner core of the castle till they get to the highest room. And in the highest room, there is the king and um, who's wearing a golden crown and then that's what the hero does he puts the hand of the mother into the hand of the father and there they they unite and um and that is his journey and the reward is that he is there at this wedding as the best man and so when you come to know human physiology and and, and the brain um, you begin to see how everything inside of us is basically named after this, this story, such as, such as Jacob's Ladder and the spine having, you know, 33 vertebrae that we climb, the winding stair staircase, and, and, uh, and when we get up into this highest room, um, the, the very last chamber of of your third ventricle of your brain, there's, there's a series of little chambers that are in there. And the last one is called the chamber of the bridegroom, bride and the groom, mother and the father. Yeah. And, and this is the tradition of what is called the alchemical marriage between the sacred masculine and the sacred feminine. And then they unite the yin and the yang uniting as one, as, as the father and the mother. And what do the father and the mother do? They create and they create the child one two three and there is your triangle there is your trinity there is your pyramid there is all of this this symbology telling us what life is all about and that is to unite the family together again to bring the father and the mother which is an allegory for the sacred masculine uh, spirit and the sacred feminine energy and unite them together as one to create this perfect child. And that's what each of us are in our own imperfect ways. We are the one-off creation of, of this, this incredible process. And again, go back and look at organized society. What did they do? They attack families. They attack mothers. They attack fathers. They attack the, the nuclear family. And they make it impossible. Both parents are working now. One job each is not even enough anymore. And so children are being raised by schools who are teaching the most. That's just lies. You're, you're, I'm sorry, but it's true. It's, 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 everything is a lie. Whether it's a total lie or a partial lie, it's all lies. 
in, in public schools and then they're teaching them horrific beliefs systems and they're teaching stratification and they're allowing bullying to occur. They're creating a culture of fear. They're creating a culture of just blind acceptance to authority. That's what it is. And by the way, I did a, a, a meme on this and showing how a prison, a hospital room and a school room are the exact same in every single fashion to a prison cell. They are structured the exact same way because that's what your school is. It is a prison for your mind. So the Kundalini rising is the sacred feminine energy. And the last thing I'll share before we go back over to you, Chris, is, is this. This is the key. This is all about Nikola Tesla. A hundred years ago, we had a chance to do everything right and cast our nets to the right and go with Nikola Tesla. Nikola Tesla, devout believer in God. Nikola Tesla said that all the truth that we could ever possibly hope for are in the pages of the Bible. You just have to know how to read the Bible. And, and then this divine creation that's already here um, shows us the way and tells us what to do. So what did Nikola Tesla 100 years ago encourage us to do? And that is to embrace this, um, uh, the, the, the hidden energy. So there's two forms of energy. There's electricity and there's magnetism. You can get, you can get every form of degree in the world relating to electricity. They don't teach magnetism. You can't get a degree from anywhere in magnetism. They don't teach magnetism. Magnetism is the truth. Magnetism is the way. Magnetism is the answer. And, and so much so that these scalar waves, which are the eternal eight, rising, rising, and then returning and rising, and, and there's no beginning and there's no end. There's no dissipation of power or force. It is a perfect elongated eight that constantly rises it never shuts down never shuts off and it never dissipates in its force that's called a scalar wave and these scalar waves were no became known as tesla waves because nikola tesla devoted his study to this hidden force which is magnetism and um, electricity is a temporal force. Most people don't even know this, but the, the waves of electricity are called transverse waves. And a transverse wave is a temporal wave. It's like the ocean wave. So, and it is a perfect allegory because that's the samsara, the great wheel. When you live, when you live in your left brain, that's what you're gonna do. You're gonna live, you're, you're gonna be born, you're gonna live, you're gonna get sick, you're gonna die, you're gonna get reborn, you're gonna live, you're gonna get sick and you're gonna die and around and around and around and around the wheel you go. That's the ocean, the oscillating ocean wave. And what it does is it does this until such time that its, its shape is obstructed, say, such as the ocean floor, and then it thrusts itself forward violently. And that's kind of what our, our lives have become, 60, 70, 80 years of this violent expression, and then we die. And, and then we wait in, in the sand and the foam, we wait for our essence to be regenerated again. That's what happens to an ocean wave, right? That's exactly what happens. The ocean wave dies upon the beaches and there in the sand and the foam, it waits. And then it slowly seeps back into the ocean. And therefore in time, the breath of God, which is the wind 
begins life again. So the wind begins to, to bring energy back into this, into this um, uh, sacred process and it begins to oscillate again. And so there is the rebirth and there is new life again. And it'll continue to do this forever until we get it right. And getting it right is what Tesla said. And that's casting thy net to the right, which is magnetism up and to the right. And that is rising within ourselves to this perfect, perfect construct of the higher mind. And that exists from here, which is your sphenoid bone. The sphenoid bone is the only bone in your skull, in your head, that connects to every other bone in your head. In some form or fashion, every single bone in your skull connects to the sphenoid bone. So it is this middle plane. It is this middle earth. It is this middle way. And by the way, if you knew your human physiology, you'd be able to accept different, different concepts to, to what they're pushing on you. So what is the sphenoid bone? It's perfectly, it's perfectly round. It is a circle inside your head, but it's perfectly flat. It's perfectly flat. So that's what the sphenoid bone is. It, it connects to your temples. It connects to the back crown and in a perfect circle and it's completely flat and then in the pages of the bible what does it say that exists upon this sphenoid bone right here right here that's what it says it's the ark of the covenant and what is held in the ark of the covenant the ten commandments which is an allegory the ten commandments are an allegory for for adam and eve and how they're supposed to live their lives so in other words it's it's sort of the the book the manual of of how to use this incredible incredible star class galaxy cruiser that we've been gifted and nobody is giving us any instructions nobody gives us a manual nobody gives us a startup video there's nothing um and yet this is the most expensive brilliant um like I say, star class galaxy cruiser that has ever been invented. This is the starship Enterprise from Star Trek, the treks to the stars. And, and again, in plain sight, Gene Roddenberry was telling the truth because what was the name of this, of this starship? It was the Enterprise because to receive the prize, you have to enter within. And that's, by the way, big bombshell for you. Gene Roddenberry was teaching you that, that the earth is flat, still, stationary, there's a firmament, and that all of these adventures of Captain Kirk, the child, optic thalamus, uh, Mr. Spock, pineal gland, uh, Dr. McCoy, pituitary gland, everything is about meditation. Everything is about going within and discovering you. And... Um, like I said, Star Trek, the next generation with Jean-Luc Picard and this creation of the Q figure, um, the very opening scene of Star Trek, the next generation. First, first season, first episode, which was the, uh, the adventure at, um, at Farpoint with uh, introducing the character of Q. The very first shot, Chris, of Star Trek The Next Generation opens up and what it looks like is that you're in a cave and potentially what you're looking at is like a Tibetan monk in, in a cave in the Himalayan mountains and, and it's, it's very dark and it's very quiet and still and then it keeps panning back and more light is introduced and, and instead what you sort of see it's, it's 
Captain Picard's bald head. And, uh, but the inference for this cannot be lost that everything is happening inside the, the, the mind of Jean-Luc Picard, J.L. Picard, J for Jesus, L for Lucifer. So Jesus, right hemisphere of your brain, Lucifer, left hemisphere of your brain. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that's it. So when, when, as we follow Nikola Tesla and we learn about scalar waves and about releasing the magnetism within this, um, and this is eating and breathing and meditation, the, all these different practices that will, that will raise this um, sacred feminine masculine energy within you. When you do that, that's when the mother rises. And so once again, just to tie this together and then back over to Chris is this. To do this, you have to kill the dragon. <laughs> and the dragon is the beast inside the left hemisphere of your brain. That's your ego. And until you kill your ego, until you symbolically um, take the sword, which is your spine, and, and have the courage to face yourself and to lay bare the myth that the dragon truly is, then there, there's no salvation. You will not receive salvation until such time you look in the mirror and you admit who you are and then you cast thy net to the right. And that's it. That's why it's that one story. And then the moment that you kill your ego and you become a humble, penitent man in service to to all other life forms, to all other creation, you put others before you and you just trust that you will be cared for. You don't need to worry about where your money's gonna come from or where your food's gonna come from. Money and food and anything and everything you need will flow to you in abundance when you cast thy net to the right, which is to put everyone else ahead of you. You service God's creation. And that's what this is all about. It's service to others instead of the self, because the self is the ego of the left brain. And you must slay that beast. And you do so by caring for others. You see, that's the mother. That's magnetism. And that's that kundalini energy. That, and when, when we do this, when we create peace on earth, when we create peace of mind within us, then the kundalini rises. And that's why she's shaped as a serpent coiled up three and a half times. And that's what she does. She uncoils three and a half times. And the three coils take you through the five in-body chakras or the five physical senses. And then after the three uncoilings brings you here to the blood-brain barrier. And here you must cross over. This is crucifixion or crossifixion. Cruci in Latin means cross. Crucifixion is crossifixion. And this is where we have to go around Atlas, the 33rd capstone vertebrae. And we go around and back in, up and to the right. This is where this all means and where it comes from, up and to the right. Um, casting thy net to the right is, is this crucifixion, which is a crossifixion. And that's the half turn. So people ask, so why is it that, that the Kundalini is, and the, the mother Mary and that uh, magnetic energy, why is she a serpent? And why is she coiled three and a half times? What's the symbology? Three times to get through the five physical senses of the body. They must die and you must exalt yourself to heaven upon earth, which is your head. 
So again, look at all of these words, head, heap, heave to the hearth of the head in heaven. They're all the same word, heaven, heap, hearth, heave. They're all head. They're all the same word. It's all the same basic construct. It's the same symbology that this is heaven upon earth. And you have to heap, you have to heave to the heap of the head to receive heaven upon earth because that's heaven upon earth. So the three, three times to get to the blood brain barrier. And then that half turn is this, the half turn, the half coil is to go up and to the right and activate the pineal gland. And that's what your pineal gland is. It is a portal. Your pineal gland is a doorway to infinite space. So people say, Charlie, you know, you, you teach flat earth, you're crazy beyond description. Of course, the earth is, is, uh, is a round, spinning, twirling, tilting, wobbling ball, hurtling through space and five, you know, different speeds. It's like, wow. Um, but of course, it's, it's round. And of course, there's, there's space out there and there's aliens. Yeah, there's, there's higher life forms. If you want to call that an alien, have at her. But they're all higher life forms because you're, they're in your head. They're higher because they're in your head. And, and so space is infinite, but it's in here. It's in here. That is the truth. And, and I'll, I'll, I'll leave this little extended section with this. Space has to be within you. Because if it's out there the way that they explain it to us, then God is an idiot. And God is not an idiot. Because the creator of all of this would be an elitist scum if he created space the way they tell us. Why? Because if everything is out there and everything is so far away, then to be, even to be able to go to our moon, it requires a rocket ship that is so much money that only certain governments or certain families or certain groups are able to afford to go. And you as the meek and mild, innocent individual, the baby, the child of this beautiful creation, you'll never get there unless you go to their school, learn their information, follow their rules, get their license, get their card and become just like they are. Then you can go to the moon and like an erect penis, you can stab it, stab it, stab it and take from it and take from it and take from it. And that's how this all works. This is, this is the, the bullshit of money because it forces us to follow the few and their way, which is the left brain instead of the many. So it, it is a bullshit system. How would God make space that makes it free and abundant and easy for everyone, it's inside of you. And guess who can go inside of you? Only you. Why does organized religion, why does the Catholic Church hate the pineal gland? Why do they hate the, the third eye? Why do they hate the kundalini? And they all teach that that's, that's devil worshiping, even though the greatest pine cone in the whole of the world is in, is in Vatican Square. And what's on the Pope's staff? A pine cone. The symbology of the pine cone, which is your pineal gland, is everywhere with the Catholic Church. Everywhere with the Catholic Church. Same with the mushroom. That's why they, they you know, the, the Amanita muscaria mushroom of the North Pole of the, the center earth, that is the, you know, it's, it's white with, you know, the red and, 
And uh, that's why they dress up these popes and these cardinals in red with white. And then they have the little mushroom caps on top of their head. That's why Super Mario in the Mario Brothers, right? Same story, rescue the princess in the, from Bowser the dragon in the dungeons of hell and take her up to the top of the castle. Super Mario, Super Mario, what's he, what does he look like? What's he wearing? His head is a mushroom head and it's got little red dots. It, you're right, they're showing you the Amanita muscaria mushroom. The Amanita muscaria mushroom is what all of these ancient cultures of the north of the earth or the center of the earth, it's what they took to, to help them to go and illuminate the pineal gland, to open that portal to, to the other world. That's the Amanita muscaria, the magic mushroom. And, and it, that's what happens when you take the, the magic mushrooms. Um, they are giving you a shortcut. It's, it's not an answer. It's only a temporary solution to show you the way. And that is that you have to begin to do this by going within yourself via meditation. That's why with all of these natural creations of God, every time you take them in the future, they work less and less and less and less. And you have to try and have more and more and more because they work less and less and less. The reason it's telling you in plain sight that the shortcuts are okay, but they're not the answer. You must become the Amanita Muscaria mushroom, which is you have to become the meditating man. You have to go within yourself. And I apologize for the length of all of that, but it is so freaking fascinating. It is so brilliant. It is so miraculous. And it is the truth of truth. And this is the raising of magnetism within us to balance the electrical energy to create peace of mind, which is heaven upon earth. And it's all right here. And that's the Ark of the Covenant that sits on the sphenoid bone. And by the way, flat earth, sphenoid bone, which is a flat circular disc in the, in the very middle of your head. Where is the firmament? Where's the dome? Yep, there's your dome. There's the firmament. And there's flat earth right in the center. So it's brilliant. But you have to know yourself. Wow. So many things to ask. I think we should also mention that um, Christ li literally means anointed, doesn't it, in the ancient language. And anointed is, um, sorry if I use the wrong words, for, for an author, my grasp of English is, <laughs> is that's what thesaurus is for, but dictionaries. But um, are you, as you say, metaphor, it's probably not the right thing, but uh, when you have this Kundalini experience and for people listening thinking, what the hell are these guys on about? It's mm. literally like a, like popping a pill or something. It, it's you, you yep. get this mm -hmm. high. Um, yep. I, I, I don't profess to fully understand it, but I do understand that when I'm alkaline and I'm enlightened because I'm, I'm, you know, I have no preconceived sort of ideas. I, I'm, I, don't live out my left brain because and, um, as such I I try not to chase my animal instincts and desires which is your, your, your lower bestial self right so I, I really do feel a very different person when I'm in this mode give you an example one thing that instantly kills it is alcohol right yep 
not just in the moment, even though you feel high, you feel high, but wandering away from that really nice place at the same time. Yeah. Um, also, the come down of alcohol is evil because it, 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 it possesses your mind. And I'm not talking spiritually now. I mean, it just gets in your bloody head and makes you into a bastard, you know? It, it, it blocks the energy that, that, that nature is trying to connect you with, and it puts a barrier there. And it takes three or four days of your hangover to get rid of that and retune. It, it's, I, I'm, I'm not saying this is a lecture to any drinkers, of, of which I am sort of occasionally myself. I, I'm just saying it because it's fascinating. But the 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 name for Christ, which isn't a name, like it was never the, this guy's name, right? It means the anointed one. And it refers to when the, the glands in the brain become anointed through this process that Charlie has, has um, very well described for us. And it becomes even more clever because when you get referencing in the Bible, the land of milk and honey, <laughs> we think is a place where you're going to go and get, you know, loads of bananas and and chill out on a deck chair and have lots of beautiful men and women no it's referring to the the dmt that's naturally produced in the brain which if you if you actually touch that substance apparently it's like honey or it's like milk i i might have this the wrong way around and is it no, it's right is it the serotonin or is or is that something yeah, mel melatonin, melatonin and serotonin. Again, melatonin in the pineal gland, serotonin in the pituitary gland. Um, and mela from, from Sanskrit, which is our original language, is, is Sanskrit. And san is saintly um, and script is script, saintly script. So it is the basis to even Latin and Greek is Sanskrit. And in Sanskrit, mela, melis, melita is all honey or sweetness so the the pineal gland produces melatonin what does melatonin do it is the only way in which our bodies produce new blood cells so if you want to live you have to have new blood constantly coming into your system that means you have to have a healthy mind so alkaline no alcohol um, no meat no dairy no eggs you're you're just eating what we are we're, we're frugivores, 100% inside now. We're frugivores. It, you just you can't argue with that. 100% of our physiology inside and out are frugivores. What do frugivores do? They eat raw food. They don't cook their food. Never, ever, ever. No one, no other, no other being anywhere on earth cooks their food. Only we do. We've pretty much got everything wrong, folks, and we're the only ones that are cooking our food. When you cook your food, it takes even the most alkaline substance and makes it acidic. That's what you do. And then you do it in a hurry because you're in a hurry, it makes it even worse. You use a crappy oil because money's tight and you know who can afford these organic and cold pressed natural oils? Nobody can, they make them so expensive and they make all the crappy stuff affordable. So you buy the crap stuff and you heat it up at high temperatures really, really fast because you're always out of time. And then even the most beautiful, perfect, um, uh, fruit or vegetable, you will turn it from alkaline to acidic. It's that simple. This is how well they've thought this whole thing out. This is how well they have organized our lives to make us slaves to the left brain, 
to keep us acidic. And by the way, we're, we're, nobody bats an eye. So the richest people in the world, rock stars who have millions of dollars, who have houses on, on you know, the cliffs of Malibu overlooking the Pacific Ocean, and they're dying from, from a heart attack or, or you know, an aneurysm of the brain at, at 66 years of age. And nobody bats an eye at this. Well, you know, they were in their 60s. Are you fucking kidding me? So you think 60 is old? I'm 57 and I still feel like the little kid that, that I was growing up. I'm, I have no interest in dying. I have no interest in growing old and I have no interest in dying. And, and I'm going to continue to live 100 miles an hour all the, uh, you know, in, in sort of how I pursue life with this passion because because it, it's there for you to have. Life exists. All you have to do is, you know, again, these, this, this single story, this one story, melatonin and serotonin, the, the honey and the milk. Um, it, it's everything. It's how you regenerate yourself. And listen, folks, just think of this purely and logically. You don't need some textbook to lie to you, okay? This is the truth. All you have to do to live is your cells have to regenerate. That's it, that's it, that's it, that's it, that's it. Even the most sickly diseased body, every single cell regenerates itself in seven years. Now, there's a reason for that seven years, because seven, it means the symbology of the number seven is that this is God intervention. This is God intervening, like out of mercy, saying, oh, my God, you, you just, wow, you've got this all wrong. But mercifully, I'm going to replace the cells in your body after seven years. If you're healthy, if you have an alkaline body, your cells can regenerate in 11 months, 11 months. Why 11? 11 is the master number. 11, 22, and 33 are your master numbers. 11 is the father, 22 is the feminine mother, 33 is the child. How many vertebrae do you have in your spine? 33. Why? Because the child has to go on a journey to reconnect the mother and the father. 11 and 22. What is 11 and 22 equal? 33. 33. What is 11, 22, and 33 equal? 66. 6 plus 6 is 12. 12 is completion. It's the completion of this journey. And 1 plus 2 for 12, 1 plus 2 equals 3. That's the whole freaking point. This is the capstone of the pyramid right here. Father, mother, child, pineal gland, pituitary gland, and the, the um, hypothalamus, which illuminates, and we become the 13th cranial nerve, which is the optic thalamus. And what is the name of the optic thalamus? In every single culture, every single culture called the optic thalamus, the very center, most innermost part of you right here. What do they all call it? The light of the world. The light of the world. What's Jesus Christ known as? The light of the world. Yeah, that's right. Because that's what Jesus Christ has to do. This anointed oil. Anointing is not just um, uh, anointed or sacred. Anointing literally means an oil. And this oil is the unification between the, the uh, honey and the milk. The milk and the honey. And they combine to create what is called the chrism oil. The raising of the chrism oil is the oldest story known to mankind. It's what every single ancient culture tried to do and tried to teach, and it's been ripped out of the pages of their books because they don't want you knowing this. 
That's why we exist, is to raise the chrism wall. What does chrism mean, Christ? That's what it means. Chrism is Christ. So who's Jesus Christ? Jesus Christ is this anointed figure who came before and showed us the way. By the way, in the Catholic um, Illustrated Encyclopedia of Catholicism, okay? This is an official book. It's got color pictures and everything. Whoa, Holy Land. Oh, it's fantastic. In the, the Roman Catholic Illustrated Encyclopedia, they say that there is no Jesus Christ, that Jesus Christ is a name given to the one who came before, who was a gentleman by the name of Jehoshua. Some people abbreviate this to Yeshua, but it is Jehoshua, Joshua. And, and this is who came before. So is Jesus Christ real? Of, of course, of course, Buddha is real. Of course, Krishna is real. All of these people came before and they showed us the way. That's, that's what they did. They sat under a tree and they went, that's bullshit out there. This is incredible inside of here. And that's what I'm going to do. And so they took the honey and the milk, melatonin, serotonin, pineal gland, pituitary gland, and they go down and they go down and they go down and they go down all the way to a place called Bethlehem. There is this little manger that exists in, in the sacral plexus of, of our body. The sacral plexus chakra is the second chakra, and that's in our sacrum. So in the middle of our sacrum, which is five bones fused together, in the third bone, in the very center, when you look at the sacrum, there is a little indentation, like a little cave. That, that is, that is this, this place, this, uh, this Bethlehem that um that we go to house of house of bread essentially but it's it's a hallowed place to receive the manna from heaven it's not bread and manna is a gift from god which is thought but so it is a hallowed place which is a little cave and you have that that um that little hallowed place in your sacrum and that's where the milk and the honey fall and they fall down too by the way who creates the milk and the honey within you? Where does the milk that comes to the pineal gland come from? Where does the, the, the honey that comes to the pineal gland, where does the milk that goes to the pituitary gland, where are they made? They're made in a place that is the most phenomenal place inside of your head, which is right here at the back crown, just to the right of the horizontal divide, right at the back crown, just to the right, and it's called the claustrum, the claustrum. And because it is the most fantastical place inside of you, the where all the magic, because this is where your, your blood cells, new blood comes from, is, is through this claustrum. And, and um, it was always called by the ancients, the sacred claustrum, the saintly sacred claustrum, sainted claustrum, Santa Claus. What does Santa mean, saint? What's, what's clause, short for claustrum? Mm. The sacred, sainted claustrum of your brain is Santa Claus. Santa Claus is real. Santa Claus lives inside of you, and he is the maker of milk and, and honey of the promised land. And you are the promised land if you, if you return this Christly oil back home. And when you do, the home is already made for you. That is the third ventricle of your brain. 
And by the way, what surrounds the third ventricle of your brain? There are 12 of them. Here, 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 here. All around the third ventricle of your brain, there are 12 bodies. Do you know what those are? They're called the 12 cranial nerves. Was Jesus associated, was Jesus associated with 12? <laughs> did, did, did Jesus have 12 disciples? 12 disciples. Disciples of, is, of the that Bible. Something to do with the the olive, the, the Mount of Olives as well. One of the nerves is called the third olive, or or something like this. A absolutely, it's a it's a passageway, by the way, for this crossification to return that that hypoglossal the hypoglossal opening, uh, which is the twelfth of the 12 cranial nerves, the opening, that's where we go around Atlas and through the blood brain barrier and we connect back into the, into the brain is through this hypoglossal uh, opening. And by the way, at the entrance to the hypoglossal, I'm not making this stuff up, this is real, go look at any, any you know, medical encyclopedia or, or scientific book describing the brain, you'll see it yourself, it's all real. At the hypoglossal opening, which is the 12th opening of, of back to your brainstem in, in this, when you cross over from the body to the mind, to the, to the head, um, at the opening to the hypoglossal cranial nerve is on one side to the, to the um, right is a pyramid, a pyramid shape, true, absolutely true. To the left is an olive shape, an olive shape, father, mother, pineal gland, pituitary gland, hypoglossal opening. And when you return the chrism oil all the way back home, guess where it goes? It goes through what's called the fourth ventricle to the third ventricle, which is right here. And what do we say about the third ventricle? It's the optic thalamus. And when the chrism oil returns home, it illuminates and it becomes, what do we say? The light of the world. And by the way, this is why in all of these ancient Christian stories and hymns, it's always about oil. And there's that very famous Christian hymn that, that, that the, the rock band, the birds turned into an actual song. And that's, uh, give me oil in my lamp. Give me oil in my lamp. <laughs> Keep it burning, burning, burning. Right in plain sight, and no, none of the Christians know what any of this means. Do you have oil in your lamp? That's what is always being asked within these scriptures. Do you have oil in your lamp? Chrism oil in the 13th cranial nerve. The, the third ventricle of the brain is meant to be turned into the 13th cranial nerve. So the sun in the sky is followed by what? Always the sun oh, never goes anywhere without the 12 constellations. Jesus Christ never went anywhere without the 12 apostles. And the optic thalamus doesn't go anywhere without the 12 cranial nerves. Do you see how everything is a, is symbology, is an allegory for us, for the temple of the body and the temple of the mind? This is the number 11. Remember we said the master number is 11, 11, 22, and 33, and that the father is the, is the number 11. How do you get this 11? Temple, temple, and there's your 11 right there. So 
what was the symbology of 9-11, taking down the Twin Towers on 9-11? Because what does it reveal? Nine. Remember what we said? The third ventricle of your brain is the seat of your soul. It's where your consciousness exists. That's the number nine. Why September 11th? Because they were telling you it's the takedown of God within us via the destruction of the Twin Towers. The Twin Towers are the twin temples of your brain. That's what you saw play out in real time. 9-11 or this is no mistake, no coincidence. This is how these demons work. Okay. We are all going to be completely disposed of, controlled of, and this is how they were going to get to their Georgia Guidestone, 500, 500 million people as worker slaves, uh, worker bees uh, for the functioning of this earth. So there you go. You see how it's the one story? You see how what these demons do is still the one story, but they pervert it because that's what they do. And by the way, let me leave you with this. Again, you're all so sure that the earth is round, are you? Okay. Well, remember, the, we're going to be taking back this information that's underneath the Vatican, stored underneath um, the, the vaults of the Roman Catholic Church. We're going to find out what the truth is. And you're so sure that the earth is, is, a, is a global, rotating, spinning, twisting, tilting, wobbling ball. Okay, the, this cabal that we're taking down, that we're fighting, that is the enemy, the cabal. What's the name of their god? Ball. Oh, yeah. B-A-A-L. B-A-A-L. Ball is the name of their god. What's Baal known for? He's the deceiver. And how does Baal deceive? By turning the truth upside down. Okay? So, for 100 years, no Nikola Tesla. Instead, we went Albert Einstein. Okay? And for 100 years, through the lies of, of Einstein and, um, and you know, uh, evolution. <laughs> wow. Wow. For 100 years, we got everything wrong, okay? Everything wrong for 100 years by going to the left, okay? And what have they pushed as much or as more as any, anything else? The, the round earth. It's only in the last 100 years. They, they, sometimes they use this, well, of course, no, we knew that the earth was round a long time ago because go back to Greek and there's this character named Aristothenes. No, there isn't doesn't exist, never existed. The first mention of Aristothenes in any sort of historical books or texts was not discovered until the year 1977. It's the first time they made him up. There's no Aristothenes. And the, the little trick that he did with his sticks and shadows, can't replicate. Can't replicate it. It's not true. They're lying to you. That's all they do is they lie. That's what their god is, Baal. He's the deceiver, the liar. And so what is the opposite of a spherical earth that is spinning out of control wobbling and tilting what's the opposite that the earth is flat still stationary and protected 24 7 365 by a firmament there's no such thing as as out there aliens there's no such thing as comets there's no such thing as asteroids there's nothing coming to kill you there's nothing coming to crash land on you there's no one coming to to take you away and then do these experiments that's a hollywood movie you've been lied to and we are now on the cusp of truth beginning to come out and in the next 18 months 
there's going to be so many truths that are going to to be released that people will be throwing up in the streets. I, I kid you not, hand to God that people will not be able to, to handle how badly we've been lied to about what that what the truth is. So Charlie, are we, I just want to clarify this because are we actually saying that the actual earth, I'm not talking about the inner workings of our our minds here or our brains the actual earth is flat absolutely uh, so people get all bent out of shape it's just the same thing when when you when you talk about a vegan diet vegan is like this word that divides people and just makes people angry and they don't even know why flat's the same thing people go oh you're you're an idiot because flat what are you going to fall off the edge and and stuff flat is a term that is designed to to fight and it, it's just, you know, lower brain fear flight mechanism. And that's what that's what people do. So no research, just flat is ludicrous. That's why that's why it gets pushed as flat earth. And that's why a vegan diet is called. They're just, again, causing friction where no friction need exists. The earth is level. The earth is level. Every single ancient culture has not only known that the earth is level still and stationary, not only did they write that every, this is every single culture wrote that the earth is 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 you know still stationary level they built their entire religions they built their entire social structures they built their entire belief structures around the earth being still and stationary you read the bible bible just tells you about a flat earth with a firmament you read the quran flat earth with a firmament you read you know, the, the Bhagavad Gita, flat earth with the firmament. They're all saying the exact same thing. By the way, isn't it co coincidence that none of these religions, none of these churches pick up on that point at all. And they don't teach uh, the, that the nature of what's being said to you in these ancient scriptures is that everything is on the level. And that, so you see, level is the word. So how do we know when somebody is telling you the truth? Hey, Charlie, are you on the level with me? Because I don't want to be lied to. Are you on the level? Yeah, absolutely. I'm telling you the truth. I'm on the level. Level is the truth. That's, that's what it's always meant. That to be truthful, you're on the level. Why? Because level is our reality. And, and again, um, you know, the very nature of, of how we do anything, base anything on this earth is the fact that that um, we have to build on the level. How do you, how do we build or how do we determine what's level when we begin to construct things? We use a level, we call it a level. And inside of a level, there are three chambers, father, mother, child, by the way, just telling you, it's the symbology is everywhere. Father, mother, child, the Holy Trinity, always they're showing you in plain sight the truth. So there's three chambers of water and what's the whole goal when you build to make sure that father, mother, and child are all balanced, right? Yeah. How do your cells regenerate and you can live for a thousand years or thousands of years or never die? How do you do that? Your cells just have to regenerate. Remember what I said? A sick body every seven years at the, God's mercy, your cells regenerate. But in a healthy body, your cells regenerate in 11 months. All you have to do to keep living is for your cells to regenerate every 11 months. How hard is that? How hard is it for your cell to live for 11 months and then regenerate itself? Hmm. That's not hard. 
That's not hard. Just be healthy. Just be alkaline. So everything is based on level. All right. Now, what do we know about water? Water is used as the level because water always seeks level. Water always seeks level. That's why we use water in a tube to tell us what is level. Okay. Now, have you ever seen a picture of any body of water that's curved? No, no. And even now, there are literally scientists who, who are backtracking off of that. And they're saying, okay, yeah, okay, I'll give you that much because, you know, water doesn't stick to, to a ball, right? You can do any experiment, just take a tennis ball, drench it, drench it in water for about a minute, take it out and just spin it and just observe what happens. All the water comes off of a ball, right? You know, water doesn't stick to a ball. It doesn't doesn't well yeah gravity but no no because you're doing this experiment at sea level where gravity is at its strongest so so and this is just a tiny little ball with a tiny amount of water so gravity is absolutely going to work in this experiment except it doesn't and it doesn't because it doesn't exist it's bullshit it's absolute bullshit so water doesn't stick to a ball and you can do that uh experiment for yourself everything is level. And like I said, there are scientists now that are literally saying, okay, you're right. The oceans are level, but it's the continents that are curved. Sorry, what? The earth is conservatively 75% water. And you're saying that 75% is flat and level, but it's the 25% that's curved. What does this look like? Lumpy gravy? Is that what the earth is? You know, Neil deGrasse Tyson, it's a, it's a pear. It's a pear shape, really, it's a pear shape, you know, from space. I'm sure that's what Buzz Aldrin was seeing from space was a pear, right? Yeah, They're gets, full of shit. Gets confusing with people like Neil deGrasse Tyson because how the hell he fits into things. He's I've an seen, actor. I've seen He's some an actor. Like Sonic stuff going on and it. Um, uh, 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 um, but what would you say then, Charlie, because uh, my friend Lewis skied across Antarctica. So what, what was he doing? He was just skiing across the, the ice wall. That's all Antarctica is. You don't have any bearings in Antarctica because there's only one pole, right? No, 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 Charlie, there's two poles. Really? Go anywhere on the world with a compass and try to show me two poles. You could be standing on Antarctica and what is your compass doing? It's pointing north. Why? Well, because the problem is, is that the South Pole isn't, isn't like a uniform pole like the North Pole is. It, it kind of it moves. It moves. It moves here to there. Okay. Well, if that were true, then all, your compass needle would point south and it would just move back and forth to wherever this mythical South Pole is moving to. There's one pole. Of course there's one pole. There's one pole star, Polaris, right? Polaris, and where's Polaris? Right over the center of the earth, Polaris. What do we know about Polaris? Never moves. We're, we're, we're spinning and wobbling and tilting and being dragged in five different directions at over a million miles per hour across our galaxy. And none of the stars have ever changed in the whole history of human. Oh, because they're so far away. Yeah, you're full of shit. 
I, I look after 45 animals and I'm outside. That's, that's why I'm, I have this tan all the time because I'm outside with the animals all the time. And I observe the sun and I observe the moon all the time. And they're a local phenomenon. The sun and the moon, they're the same size. Yeah. No, they look the same size because it just happens to be that the size of the moon and the distance the sun is from the moon just happen. It's just this miracle. It's an absolute miracle, but it just makes them look the same size. But no, 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 it's no coincidence. It's just a coincidence. You know, don't worry about it. It isn't the sun's 93 million miles away. You're full of shit. The sun is like 53 miles away. That's it. It's right here inside moving about. And the sun is the father. The moon is the mother. And they're in love with each other. What do they do? What is the pattern of the sun over 365 days? You ever seen it? Ever seen it? It makes a perfect day. It's a scalar wave. It's magnetism. Why? Because it's eternal. Magnetism is eternal. If you become magnetic inside of you, you can live forever. Why? Because the scalar wave never stops. There's no beginning. There's no end. It just exists. It was created by the creator. It'll never shut down. It never, you, you never have to repair it. It never dissipates because you got, you know, the hairdryer on with your air conditioning unit. Nothing ever happens. And by the way, if you look at the pattern of this eight of the sun, guess what the shape of this eight that the sun does over 365 days? It goes up and to the right. I shit you not. It goes up and to the right. The, the, and by the way, the bottom eight is elongated and bigger. It's like the torso of the body. And the upper eight that the sun takes is very small. It's like the head. So, so there you go. In the sky is this e eternal eight where there's a head and a body tilting to the right. And that's the pattern of the sun. And then what does the moon do every 28 days, right? Every 28 days, what does the moon do? For 14 days, we get to see the moon. What does the moon do? Up and to the right, it makes an S. It makes an S because that's all we can see in 14 days. Guess what the moon does when we can't see her for 14 days? She returns by another S. That's the double sine wave. And the double sine wave makes the number eight. The sun and the moon are the mother and the father and they're in love and they follow each other around everywhere and they form the same shape, which is the eternal scalar wave that Tesla described, which is free energy. And this is what we're going to do with these Tesla towers moving forward. It's what it is. It's magnetism. Magnetism is eternal. And that's what this is all about. And they've sold us a world of lies based on electricity. And what do we say about electricity? It's a transverse wave, which is temporal. It dies. It dies. And this is what we're seeing from mankind, that the richest, wealthiest people in the world dying at 66, and nobody bats an eye at this. Like, yeah, well, of course, you know, 66 is old. Really? 66 is, is young beyond description. It's, the, it's just, it's all ridiculous, Chris. It's just all ridiculous. Yeah, I... I I think one of the issues here is, is there are so many narratives and some, like you say, there is one truth. I've all, I've said that for many years now. And when we say this friends at home, we don't mean like that we all have to believe the same thing, 
we're just saying that there is one universal truth that runs through everything, whether we like it or not. We might have our different take on it, this kind of thing. But I think this is where the competing narratives serve to muddy the waters of See, this, and this, this truth. And, and the reason yeah. I say that is like, like I've been in Antarctica and I didn't see any ice wall, right? I, I, I stepped ashore onto rocks. So a, a continent down there, right? Um, I've sat on the beach and I don't know what your take is because you obviously live in a rural area. But when I sat on the beach in Africa, where there's absolutely no light pollution because there was very little electricity, we watch what I certainly would have said were satellites like going over us um, quite regularly. I mean, you saw when at least like every 20 minutes and they're very specific from an aeroplane because they don't, they're not flashing. They're just like a, a, a very, uh, let's say they're all reg a regular straight white dot, which is the, obviously the reflection of the sun because of the, the angle it's picking up the sun, even though we can't see it at night and they move like something orbiting the earth, Charlie, right? Um, yeah. I don't wish to sound at, at all rude. It's just very hard for me having driven, you know, like I've driven from Norway. So I've driven from the Arctic down to India I've seen the way that the land literally changes as you go into the deserts and then you come into the, the tropics. Um, and I, if I, what the, what I teach people is that flat earth is a psyop. It's specifically mm. designed to sound so preposterous that anyone then that wants to talk about 9-11 and you put a very good um you know a, a case forward gets lumped in to the oh he's there they're obviously a flat earther right <laughs> and again i mean i've got two friends i've got lou and i've got baz lou has skied across antarctica and he's not the first to do it there's that he was the actually the second guy to ski across the continent um the first guy um was chap called colin colin o'brady and before them several years before a chap uh kite skied across it right um and again you know they're doing this by a map they're looking at coordinates and, I, and i've had lou on the podcast and in fact i had the first time i spoke to baz who was one of my fellow uh, Marines, um, I said, Baz, what do you think about flat earth theory? And you've got to remember, this is a guy planning an expedition to ski across Antarctica. Mm. He's already skied to the South Pole. And he looked at me and went, what are you on about? I said, flat earth theory, it's like really big. There's a lot of people now that genuinely are buying into the fact the earth is flat. And he went, fuck off. <laughs> right it was just 
he, he, he'd like never heard of it, right? I said to Lou, um, we talked about the compass reading because I said, did you just look at your compass? And I goes, I bet it just points, you know, it's pointing north and south and you just follow the south if you want to go to the south pole, right? And he said, no, actually, Chris, it's it's not that simple. There's the magnet, there's true south, there's grid south, which is the map, yeah. and then there's magnetic south, which is the, the pull of the, the Earth's magnetic field. And he said, you actually have to set your compass aiming off like from south. So all I'm trying to say, Charlie, it would be like if I was to try to put it to Lou that the Earth is flat, I I don't think I'd ever like hear from him again. <laughs> I, I, I think he'd be like, I spoke to Chris all the other day and you're not going to believe that, you, you know, um, well, you know, the, the great thing is, Chris, is that is that we're literally we're literally about 18 months away from from a whole bunch of things dropping. And and when they drop, you know, uh, Colleen and I are only interested in, in the truth, regardless of what that is. But you need to remember that you were talking at the beginning about uh, muddying the waters and, and that, you know, this story sort of conflicts. OK, just need to remember some basic things and everything that you said, I, I can easily explain away. Uh, for example, with Antarctica, there's only one place you're allowed to shore. There's only there's only one because everything else is claimed by um, uh, by the United Nations in an agreement that is signed principally by virtually every single country in the world, which is to deprive mankind from its own. We own Antarctica and we should be allowed to go anywhere. We're not. We're allowed to go to one place and enter into one place that they attempt to make look they've spent billions of this monopoly money, fake money, because they print it out of thin air to make Antarctica look like it is, you know, rock and there's an entrance to a continent at a certain point. Of course, they can't do that anywhere else because it would virtually be impossible. If you take images that have been done. Charlie, can I just say done. that I don't, again, I, I really don't want to sound argumentative. I almost feel rude, but for me, it's about the no, learning. Not at all. It's about having these conversations and people will say to me with my guests sometimes, why did you have that person on? And I'm like, because even if they told me that I'm black, I learn from that. I learn. It's it's okay that we have different perspectives, right? So yeah. I, I only say this for the sake of, um, you know, our, our, our chat is um, you can go ashore anywhere you want in Antarctica. Um, you can you can take a, a sailboat if you're that brave because it's you're crossing the southern ocean you can go from tierra del fuego um if you've got a bigger more robust berth you can go from the the tip of south africa and you can go and i, I can explain all this right you can go anywhere on the continent right now technically if you want to land an expedition there you're supposed to apply for a permit, right? The guy with the kite sailing thing just said, fuck that, I, I, I can't be bold. I, I can't remember what it was. I can put you in touch with the guy, right? Uh, no, I. but again, Chris, you see, the thing is, I don't need to. I, I, I can explain, and we don't have the time to go into it. And, and I'm not trying to, to dissuade you from, from your beliefs. I'm sharing, see, and this is the point that I, that I really wanted to make, is that it's this. 
all ancient cultures until 100 years ago have all, and I mean, we're talking our cultures, take a look at the books that were written in the 1800s. Most of them <clears throat> are now out of print. Uh, some of them have, have been sort of hidden away, but there are so many books written in the 1800s that completely talk about so many different subjects, but they're all from the perspective of flat earth. Now, we ourselves have, have met one, one person and there are documented cases of hundreds of people that are old enough from different, different places in the world that still to this day uh, just, just know that the earth is flat because they were taught that in their school. And that's, that's 100 years ago. Everything changed with this Jesuit um, creation attributed to Albert Einstein of, of um, you know, special relativity and general relativity. And of course, the one had to be replaced by the other because in the first instance of, of Einstein's theory is that he didn't account for motion. And then they waited uh, three years, I think it was, before, before special relativity rolled out as general relativity. And then the only way that they were able to account for motion was gravity. Gravity's never ever been proven, ever. There's, there's no, there's, there's a history channel example showing you of this, you know, vacuum chamber. Bullshit. Absolute bullshit. They've got everything riding on this stuff and every single, single thing that, that you addressed and, you know, certain things you can land anywhere. It's contrary to the protocols of the United Nations that, that say that Antarctica is off limits with the exception of this one bay of friendship in, in that one place. And that's, and you have to apply. And there's cruise ships that go there, but I mean, they're they're taking their yeah, but Charlie, uh, approvals you, ahead of time. So, and, and, and it's okay, but I, I just I just want to finish with this point and then I'll pass it over to you. Just remember folks, that up until a hundred years ago, every single culture, modern and ancient, all knew that the earth was level and stationary and protected by firmament. It's what the Bible says. It's what the Bhagavad Gita, the Quran, um, all of these ancient scriptures are all talking about a level plane with, with this firmament. And again, like I said, if we, if we knew more about human physiology and just our own brain, you would, you would know that. Just research the sphenoid bone. It's only been in this last hundred years. Now, the question would then be really simply, and, and you know, people say, well, I saw, well, you saw, you saw a light. You saw a light moving in the sky. That's what the firmament is and does. That's what it is and does, but they're calling it a satellite, okay? There are people that have had high res cameras pointed at the moon nonstop for years and not once has any shape or image transversed across a dark spot or a shape or a blockage of any kind transversed across the, the moon in, in any of that time. So where are the satellites? Where are the satellites? Well, they're there. They're there. There's tens of, like I said, the, the thing that's so exciting, Chris, is that we're at a point now that within about the next 18 months, there is going to be a release of, of knowledge, a release of knowledge that is all being hidden underneath the Vatican that is going to be released. And whatever that is, what, whatever that is, I am so happy to embrace whatever it is because the only thing that Colleen and I are beholden to is the truth. 
and how do how do we come to expose the the crazy lunatic uh, flat? It's because what every single ancient culture talked about is how they base their entire cultures around. It's how all the ancient scriptures describe the structure and the nature of our reality. It's what we experience. You can't do a single experiment yourself. And here's another one for, for everyone to do. I've shared this with so many people. We've done it so many times ourselves. You think the moon is reflecting light from the sun on an angle? Okay, here's a little experiment for you to do. Anyone can do this. Anyone can do this. Mm. The next time the full moon comes around, stand out in the fullness of the light of the moon take a thermometer. A lot of people are doing, they're just taking their, their, their modern digital point and click uh, thermometers and they're just taking to an object, but you have to be in the full fullness of the moon and just take the temperature, okay? Then all you have to do is just move out of into full shade. So there's no aspect of the full moon wherever you are. So in our, our yard, we have a, a big carport area uh, and I just go underneath there and I just, you know, just wait 10 minutes kind of thing, take the temperature. There are times when it's eight degrees difference between in the light of the moon and in the shade of the moon. And guess what? It's the opposite of the sun. In the sun, it's hot and the temperature rises. In the presence of the moon, it's cool and the temperature decreases. And what have all of the ancients said? The ancients have said the sun is essentially an allegory for the pineal gland, which is a representation of the father, which is electrically charged, positive, um, and a warm uh, creation, a warm um, uh, experience. The moon is a representation of the pituitary gland, which is the sacred feminine, and it's negatively charged and it's magnetic, electrical, magnetic. What is magnetic energy? What is magnetism construed as? It is known as a cool process. Magnetism doesn't generate heat. Electricity generates heat. Electricity is the sun. Go and stand in the sun, it's hot. Go stand in the moon, it's cold. And it is so obvious. And all you have to do is just do this experiment. Anybody can do that yourself. And then if, if you want to deny these sort of basic things, like I said, just, you know, you live, you live on, you know, on the, on the earth and you're right near sea level and you just take a tennis ball and you just saturate it with water, take the tennis ball, spin it around and observe what happens. That's all you have to do. That's science. That's, that's, you just observe. What does the water do? Spins off a ball. Why would it spin off? Because it doesn't stick to a ball water finds level. That's the basis of everything that we are and everything we've done on this earth. The basis of every creation from the hands of man are based upon level. And level is always based upon water because water always finds level. How the heck does, does water, which always finds level, stick to a, a perpetually curved surface? So, well, and, I, I, and I can explain it, but I'm, I'm, I'm guessing uh, you might not want me to. It, it's quite simple. It's, it's that in the vastness of space, this this ball, it has the same. Uh, um, but we but we live here inside of of this this uh, this uh, atmosphere, and so we're not in the the vastness of space, which is a theory. 
we exist here. And, and that's the only science that should exist. But you see, so, and I'm sorry to interject again, but that's always what happens when people attempt to simply explain away flat earth. The first thing they do is they go out in, into space, which can't be proven. It, it, no, it's a theory, I, I just, it can't I be proven. Mean, I just mean, Charlie, if you take your, your dog's ball, that kind of rubbery ball, you dip it in water, you can pull it out and, and for several minutes, doesn't matter how hard you shake it, it's equally covered in, in, in liquid, right? Okay, it will start to dry off. You, you can, if you shake it, you're gonna shake it off, right? But that's because we got gravity, which is operating down to the center of the earth, right? It's eventually gonna pull that water off. What we're talking of that ball when it's, as the earth is, moving through space and i don't pretend to know how we we do that i'm not i'm not knowledgeable enough but what i do know is it has gravity affecting it equally from so every molecule of the water is being pushed on to the ball from every single direction right this right. is so so it's kind of but, but how long has the moon how long has the moon been in orbit around the earth I, 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 well, mo most scientists say a very, very, very long time, right? So the moon has been in orbit around the earth a very long time. Now, they, they all talk about the earth, the moon being a very dense uh, object and that it's a lot of people pr propose the theory that it's not even real, that, that it's some type of spacecraft because it's abnormally large for a moon in relation to the size of the earth okay so that's that's where this comes from. so you have a big just so everybody knows um from from even the the the, the teachings of of modern science they'll tell you that our moon is abnormally large okay and it's been up there for a long long time if gravity were were real or true where would the moon be right now it would be in the center of the earth and that's what gravity is supposed to be doing, dragging everything of weight into a lesser weight into the greater weight. That's what it does. And this is how they account for the mechanics of motion within the, the universe. Now, remember what we said, Nikola Tesla. Nikola Tesla, Albert Einstein was asked, uh, so what is it like to be the smartest man in the world? He said, I don't know, ask Nikola Tesla. Nikola Tesla, who, who gets a blip in, in history books, um, what, did, what did Tesla describe? He described that the, it, we're, we don't live on an earth, we live on a system environment. And Tesla described the system environment exactly as a, a level plane with a, um, a firmament. And where did, where did uh, Tesla say are the sun and the moon? They're inside the firmament. And like the, the five uh, seeable planets, they're wandering and they're experiencing and able to do this through magnetic levitation, magnetic levitation. And then Tesla said that stars are affixed to the firmament. Now that's Nikola Tesla and everything I can assure you moving forward. That's why you have uh, uh, Elon Musk with his, his electric car company calling himself Tesla cars. There's, there's a symbology here that, that people don't, don't even fully understand yet as to what Elon Musk is involved with and what's coming from, from Elon Musk, but it's it all going to be Tesla. Elon 
is currently, and I know the media is just to com- create a shit show for all of us, but in the media at the minute, he's calling Bill Gates a wanker for doing the vaccinations, right? <laughs> so you've got Elon Musk, who's a guy that pretends we've been to the moon, which is just unreal that nobody challenges that and, and says that he's put a car into into space. Yeah, but, but look at all the mistakes. Look at all the mistakes that, that Elon Musk made with getting that car into space. You remember oh, that? I, I, I've seen the rocket spiraling um, <laughs> through, through the hemisphere and people on their phones filming going, what the hell? And of course, it was a SpaceX launch that went wrong. Yeah. And when you watch it on the news, it's gone up. Like I've seen that. I've also seen the, uh, his twin rockets when they come, the boosters when they come back to Earth. <laughs> <laughs> the camera on each of them it's the same they someone's fucked up and they've got the same picture yeah. and on youtube right somehow miraculously they got youtube to allow them <laughs> to edit that video which which anyone who's a content creator knows you cannot do that you can no. take a video off youtube and re-upload it that's fine but you lose all your view count you can't you can't um edit foot you can crop like i could crop yeah. this chat out now once it's on youtube that's fine i i can cut it out if i swear and i think oh, i shouldn't have said that i can take that out what i can't do is put something else back up right but tessera were allowed to do that because someone pointed out that the the film from each booster landing at completely separate locations it was the same film right so i mean this is that in itself is an example of left brain thinking that that we still think we've been to the moon. I mean, it's it, and I'm not talking about flat earth here, folks. I'm talking about the sheer preposterousness of three, yeah. um, three you know, re- reasonably qualified, but but you know they're not fucking magicians or something. Three normal lads who got into a tin can, chucked some fossil fuel in it. And then went to another planet. It's this is with a computer that made that with a computer that made a Nintendo Game Boy look like uh, fifty floors of of you know wall wall panels of uh, computer data banks. It's it's absolutely impossible. It's impossible because the the sheer trigonometry alone, with regard to exiting and re-entering the atmosphere alone what of the equations itself would have been greater than than that little game boy in in the command module would have been able to perform it's just it's ridiculous and if you look at the images the photos they've been destroyed by uh examination um so and and like i said i'm just saying to your listeners for for all of this by all means um do your own research and you need to learn things for yourself but essentially this is this is why colleen and i started two years ago in the very first video series that we did we we talked to seven different people within the truth community and we posited the notion which is where we were at and that's why we got started is because nobody else was saying it we got to a point where we just said wow are they telling us the truth about anything it's like they're lying about everything and then we began to research and research and research about all aspects of the biggest, the biggest truths, the ones that we just take for granted kind of thing. 
they all fall apart. And then you look at the ancient cultures and they all said something exactly opposite, different. And again, uh, you, you know, when you look at the cabal, their God is Baal. You look at the, the Baal earth, the people who created the Baal earth who are called the cabal, their God is Baal, B-A-A-L. And he is the deceiver and he is known for twisting what is the truth upside down into a lie. So believe for now, um, but do your own research. And as I say, the thing that's so exciting, Chris, moving forward is that we are literally on the cusp of documents, ancient, ancient, ancient documents that are far older than six or seven or 8,000 years. It's another ludicrous story that, that we've only existed in this form for six or seven or 8,000 years, it's ridiculous. So all this stuff is going to be coming out within like the next 18 months. And, you know, we, you, you and I, we can touch base anytime you want and go back over anything uh, that you like as things um, slowly begin to be released and whatnot, because it's going to be exciting. It's going to be very, very, very exciting. Um, because at the end of the day, that's what Chris is, is, is all about and interested in. It's all that Colleen and I are, are about and interested in. That's the truth no matter what it is. And I'm happy to, to, um, to teach and accept whatever the truth is, but it has to be proven to me. And, and Einsteinian theoretical modern science of which Tesla savaged, Nikola Tesla savaged Einstein and the theory of, of um, this, you know, spinning, twisting, turning, wobbling ball. He savaged it. And, and I, here's another thing that I can share with you. And, I, and again, you heard it here and it, and it should, should merit some weight for you as in the, in the coming months, because you're gonna see these things. It's all about Tesla. It's all about Tesla. Tesla who believed in God, Tesla who, who read the Bible every single day and knew it allegorically the way Chris, Chris does and knows it as well. Um, uh, Nikola Tesla, is is the one who talked about the same thing and if i look at and if i'm going to to and this is exactly where colleen and i are at if we're going to cast our nets anywhere we're going to stand with the ancients we're going to stand with the likes of nikola tesla i'm not going to stand on the same shores as neil degrasse tyson and i'm not going to stand on the same same shores as as albert einstein so um it was Edison was um, his enemy. Edison made an enemy of Tesla, didn't he? And because what was it? Um, Tesla came up with AC current and, and That's right. Edison came up with DC. Sorry That's if I right. got that the wrong way around. Like I no, said, no. That's perfectly correct. Uh, That's exactly correct. Edison, in an attempt to discredit Tesla and make him look like a, a pirate, he went around electrocuting elephants in public, right? Yeah. You, I know you think I'm freaking joking, right? But, but no. No. Do, do, do your internet search. He went around strapping electrodes to elephants mm -hmm. and, and uh, electrifying them to death in public mm -hmm. to demonstrate that Tesla, who was clearly like light years ahead of everyone else on the planet let alone this this guy edison edison sorry um he 
yeah, he 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 was uh, put out of business by this mainstream, by these you know the the ones that wanted to push that their way. That's a part of um, the kind of enslavement through science that we're we're we're, yeah. we're in today. Don't get yeah. me started on human health because that is just the oh. other other hugest lie. I tell you what I'm I'm what I will do. Charlie, if it's okay with you, because I don't want to talk on YouTube about this, but maybe we can just do a little segment once we've said our goodbyes. I just want to talk to you about um, human biology. Um, I'm not even going to say any more than that, but people are already know what, what I'm talking about, because I just think on YouTube it's best to, to play by their rules, because it is their platform. Um, but I think... Gosh, I don't know what time it is there. It's half nine in the UK now, and I've just had a thoroughly enjoyable, is that two and a half hours we've been chatting, I think? Yeah, 2.20, 2.20, yeah. Boy, it's gone by fast, Chris. So for the official goodbye, for, for other friends, we'll see you over on Brand New Tube, and I, I'll, I'll put the end of our chat on there. But for the official uh, uh, goodbye, Charlie, thank you so much. Much love to you and is it Absolutely. Colleen is how you pronounce your partner's yeah. name yeah um I'd love to come back to Mexico and and see mm. you guys and love it I can dive off the cliff at Acapulco again uh not from the top folks but it is something I'm, I'm one of my bucket list things I'm quite proud of um so thank you ever ever, ever so much to our friends at home big love to you all look after yourselves if you can like and subscribe i hope it's been a varied chat if we we if we don't go out and and, and check out the knowledge the fruit of life then we're limited to mainstream media aren't we and 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 we all we all know where that's got us so hasta la vista <laughs> thanks awesome friends thank you for listening to the bought the t-shirt podcast Please like, subscribe and share. And don't forget to follow me on social media. Username Chris Thrall. Instagram Chris.thrall. Thank you.